Roll Tide. No. A- anything but that. Well, you're not a Bama fan. No. They Bama's have... the only school I've ever chosen just out of, on a whim, and they won the national championship that le- that year, so Roll Tide. Uh, I hope this movie I doesn't think, explode. I think I saw on Twitter today that they got voted the second most annoying fan base in college football. Yeah, Roll Tide, bro. Yeah, but Ohio State was the first, and I, that made me so proud because I hate Ohio State. But anyway, welcome to the Cold Pizza Podcast. Chance is still finishing his cold pizza, and RJ just finished his cold pizza, and now I feel like a bitch for putting mine in the microwave. I'm on the keto diet. Fuck diets. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. High five on that one. Okay. Okay. All right. I um, see where I stand. Well, yeah, whatever. Um, yeah, welcome back. Cold Pizza Podcast. I had a great one planned for today. My name is Bailey. If you were just joining us, I am joined with RJ Kresok and Chance Fournier this evening. Um, and a burp. Awesome. <laughs> I had big plans for this one because if you're not new and you've listened to the last eh, probably three episodes, I keep saying, we're going to talk about the fall line. We're going to talk about the fall line. For those of you that don't understand what I'm saying by that, Horsepower and Pizza has a clothing line. Uh, lifestyle brand type thing alongside of it. We're not just an entertaining podcast that you can listen to in the mornings on your commute. <clears throat> Although that is probably the primary purpose of us. Right. Um, no, so we were going to do a video podcast and I was going to show you the new designs and everything, but that's going to wait. I, I don't hold my breath in saying this, but hopefully next episode because um, I don't have the finalized artwork yet. But I... It's on uh, its way. Yes. It, I better have it tomorrow or I'm going to cry and scream and puke and all sorts of other things. But um, You do have stickers, though. I do have stickers, and they are live on the website. If you like the Cold Pizza podcast artwork that you see on your phone, tablet, device, whatever you listen to us on... There is a pizza snowflake cold pizza logo with the horsepower and pizza logo in the upper left corner. I have those as stickers. They are on horsepowerandpizza.com currently. Um, RJ, as he normally does, did the photography for the website, and they look fuego, if I may say so myself. Um, Yeah, my boss's kid grew super chili peppers. But they cross-pollinated with ghost peppers, right? So he well, gives me one. Was it just like by accident, or did the kid? I have mean, like he a planted them side by side. I don't think he tried to hybrid them, but they hybrided. He said, "Oops." <laughs> no, he doesn't care. He eats like when we order wings and stuff at work. He gets like Carolina Reaper, like mm. ghost, pe- like the hottest wings that they will sell him. That sadistic son of a bitch. Oh, yes. So, is he on an alpha too? No. He's just a glutton for punishment. He's, he, well, he does own an FCA product now. <laughs> yeah, he, has a, he has a Wrangler. There you go. But uh, and he had a Ram before that. But um, oh, he loves. Yeah, he. I'm like, oh, they can't be that bad. Bring me one. I'll eat it. Well, he wanted me to eat it at work, and I'm like, no, I'm gonna eat it on the podcast so people can watch me suffer. Like, I my plan was to eat this pepper, and then while I'm suffering, talk about the. Oh, like uh, a Hot Ones the, episode. Yeah, I was going to eat it, 
and then talk about the fall release. Like the, see how far you got yeah, into it. Yeah, just see how. Up. Oh, yeah. dude, I was. It was so bad. I wanted to do it on the podcast again. We're not doing a video with this one. And he's like, "No, I'm taking it back if you're not going to eat it at work." Like he was just being a little bitch about it. So I'm like, "Okay, fine." And I, two bites. It was like two and a half inches long. Two bites. First one, chewed it up, swallowed. Really ate the rest of it, chewed it up. They, we all know the rules. It's one bite. Well, Everyone I'm not the Dave Portnoy. <laughs> so we want barstool. Um, here's yes, we do want barstool. Here's the deal. Can I just? I have never eaten something. I it wasn't the hottest pepper I've ever eaten. I was surprised. No, but I want to say the sentence that you put in the group. Go this for is it. Funny as shit. Go for it. The kid says, "I can feel it in my eardrums," and I need you to explain that because that makes uh, no sense to me. Okay, that's where I was going. So I'm glad you connected that. <laughs> I have never, I've eaten hotter peppers. I've never had one that I could feel in my eardrums. I ate the pepper. It burned. I didn't, Why'd you put the pepper in your ear? I didn't. <laughs> <clears throat> Here's the thing. The heat starts to subside from my mouth, and then all of a sudden it punched me in the face again, and my eardrums were both, like, warm. Your it was weird. Were. My eardrums, like not my actual, like outside of my ear, like the insides of my ears were like, like smoke was coming out of them or something. That's it was wild. Yeah, I don't know if that's where that comes I from. I want to see like, if the there's like an explanation for that. Yeah, if it's Google like it that. destroys your nasal passages enough to affect your hearing. It was so bad. Like, how do you eat a pepper <clears throat> with your ear? I'm still confused on this. Part. Okay, chance. We're <laughs> whatever. Um. No, so it was pretty bad, and I didn't drink any water because I knew that would make it worse. So my boss's other kid is like, well, why don't you chew gum? That might help. Plot twist. Mint? Yeah. Terrible idea. Worst idea. Didn't think of that. Spearmint gum tasted like Big Red was on fire. So you ate a chili that was cross-pollinated between a ghost pepper and a... Super chili. And a super chili, and then ate mint. Yeah, you're still here. Oh yeah, we Gucci. God damn, I don't know if I could ever even get close to that. Oh well, he told me he's like, well, if you want to do one on the podcast, I'll give you one of the ghost peppers when they're ready. I was like, we can do that, but that's gonna be like a month from now, so I can't do it with like the whole fall release thing. But um, no, the fall release is gonna be cool. We're just doing a guys' night podcast tonight. It's just three of us. Uh, I do have something to add to the hot pepper go, thing. Go though. for it. So I just Googled, like, essentially, like, eardrums hurt after eating hot food. And there is an article that says how a man's spicy food challenge made him go deaf for two minutes. The dude ate a food that was so hot that it made, um, he goes, the pain went all the way up to my ears to the extent where they were blocked because he was eating a thing called death noodles in Indonesia. Good you, Lord. How did you pronounce Indonesia? That's at Indonesia. It, it sounds like you just said Indonesia. Indonesia. <laughs> In Geneva. Indonesia. Geneva College. Um, Genesee Brewing. Every time we have a weird like health thing that pops up, RJ Googles it, or I Google it, and that's how we found out that the reason I smell cat piss at random is... Because I have head trauma, which we already knew, but we didn't know that the two were 
correlated. Um, I'm sorry, I'm laughing too. <clears throat> Chance sent me a video of this guy is down, like coming through a corner pretty hot, right? And then behind him, out of nowhere, on a, yeah, on a motorcycle, a MotoGP, right? You're like, damn, that dude's really getting low. And then out of nowhere slides Mark Marquez, giving it hell, like Even elbow two inches from the ground, like sliding behind this dude, about to just like give All right. Well, it's funny too, is Marquez's, Marquez's elbow is typically on the ground. He's a very elbow down kind of guy. Well, we're going to go from elbows down racing to elbows up racing. Back to our regularly scheduled podcast before Chance said something ignorant and I had to edit out a clip again because I had to do that last time too and it ended up overlapping each other and screwing our whole recording when I uploaded it. But anyhow... Elbows up racing. Elbows up racing. Motocross. Um, Last week was Loretta Lynn's Amateur National Championship. Um, Didn't really see... I only had one friend down there racing this year. Didn't really see... Where's Loretta? Loretta Lynn's Ranch in Hurricane Mills, Tennessee is where they host... I should have... Thank you for asking. No, it's good. Because, I mean, I'm just going to ask because I have legitimately no idea. Loretta Lynn's Dude Ranch. Loretta Lynn, like the country, coal miner's daughter, hosts the Amateur National Motocross Championship at her... Dude Ranch in Hurricane Mills, Tennessee. It is the most prestigious amateur race that you can attend and win. And you have to be invited? You have to qualify. Uh. <clears throat> so there are area qualifiers, and then if you qualify at area, you have to go to a regional qualifier, and then when you qualify at regional, you have your ticket to the ranch, as they say. So you li- it's literally her ranch? Literally her ranch. That has a motocross track on it. Yes. It is the roughest amateur track anywhere because it they run... They You go down there for a week. It's always like the first week in August, and it's Tennessee, so it's hot as hell. It's humid as hell. Mm-hmm. Um, this year was the first year that it didn't rain in the longest time. And, of course, it finally, the sky opened up for the last two motos on Saturday, which is the last day. Oh, really? Um, It's a tough track. 99% of the pros came up through, obviously, they came up through the amateur ranks, but a lot of them are alumni of... Loretta Lynn's, um, and it's always crazy because it's a three-moto format. Like, if you race locally on, like, the weekends, it's a two-moto format. So you show up, and you run two heats in your class, and combined score, lowest combined score wins, and if there's a tie, like, if somebody goes 1-2, and then the person behind them went 2-1, so they finish second in the first moto and first in the second moto, they both have a combined score of three. Lower score in the second moto wins. Oh. Three moto format. I'm not entirely sure how the tiebreaker goes. If there's a tiebreaker, I would imagine it's the same thing. Last moto is your tiebreaker. But three motos, you have 
the lowest combined score of three. Um, How long does a moto run at, for the, at, at Loretta's? Yeah. Twenty minutes for a three minute. Okay, that's not that bad. Though. It's but yeah, it, it can be grueling. Well, but I'm thinking like a typical like a two moto format. You look at like a forty minute race. Nah, two moto format at the local level. Two well, moto I'm format. Thinking, I'm thinking you're, pro level. That's, that's oh yeah, pro at. pro level. Yeah, is 30, 40 minutes per. Minute. They're thirty minutes plus two generally, yeah. and that's they're about an hour apart. With Loretta's, you're at Liberty that they um they're split up amongst multiple days. You yeah. don't run all three motos well, in I'm, one day. Well, I'm just thinking about from the standpoint of the, of the bike, <clears throat> how hard it is to do that to the bike over and over again right. before it blows up. Well, that's. Um, Jet Lawrence, who just turned 16 yesterday, he was 15 at Loretta's. He's turning pro at Unadilla this weekend. He's from Australia. He races for Amsoil Honda, Factory Connection Honda, one of the pro teams. He's mm-hmm. one of their amateur riders that has the factory support of the pro team. He'll turn pro this weekend at Unadilla in New York, but he went. I forget what his scores were in the one class. I think he ended up second overall, second or third overall, but his other class that he ran, you can only run two classes at Loretta's. You have to qualify for both. Like, you have to qualify individually per class. But, like, if you run, you can run as many classes as you want at the local qualifier and at the regional, but if you qualify in three, you can only choose two to run at Loretta. Oh, and, okay. Yeah, and so you correct me if I'm wrong. Thing, yeah. Right, correct me if I'm wrong, because that's how it was in years past, and I don't think they've changed it I since. I wouldn't see why they would, yeah. Well, I mean, you go down there, chances are, if you go down there and you're running a mod class and a stock class, and you go out your stock motos first, you run your stock bike, and you crash and take, like, a 33rd in your first moto... Me, personally, I'd throw the stock class out the window and I'd be focusing on the mod class the rest of the week because coming back from a 33rd place finish, you're not winning no, a title. You literally There's no can't, way. Yeah. Um, but that's insane. Like, I but just... anyway, Jet, I forget what he did. I, he took second overall in one class and then the other class he went 1-2, would have been 1, was leading halfway through, solid lead, bike problem. Done. Um, Ryder Francesco has been a huge name since he was five years old. I think he was the youngest to ever win a title at Loretto's back in, like, 2012 when I was still racing. He's finally coming up. He's, like, probably 11, 12 years old at this point. And he is on Team Green, Kawasaki, like, their amateur program. And first moto, he had an electrical issue in his one class, and... Didn't get it done because of that. He had a DNF in the first moto. And like I said, that screws your whole yeah, week well in that class. Yeah. So I'm sure the factory teams don't see it that way. Don't give up. But I'm focusing my energy on that other class. But mm-hmm. um, no, I was never good. So but no, I'm being dead honest. I was yeah. never good. So Loretta's like, it was always like kind of my dream to get to that level. But um we actually, like I said, Unadilla is this weekend, and Nick Fratz Orr, who is sponsored by Barnes Brothers Motorcycle and Off-Road in Cannonsburg, Pennsylvania, which is owned by Shannon's family. Um, Nick will be at Unadilla this weekend. He is a privateer. He races 
the privateer is they pay their own way. Um, they don't have the factory support from the manufacturers, and they pay their own way. Uh, last year, he scored his first pro point at Unadilla, so hopefully he can get it done this weekend, get up in the points. I actually talked to him last weekend, and we're going to have him on a podcast once the Nationals season is over, which it's only a couple more weeks, but um, look forward to that one. That one's going to be good, and we're going to talk a lot more about motocross then. Um, other news, Adam Cincerulo is moving up from the 250 class. He races for Monster Energy Kawasaki. He's moving up to Kawasaki's pro team, um, their premier 450 class team for 2020. So it's going to be Adam Cincerulo and Eli Tomac. And it might be a bold statement, but I'm thinking Supercross, they could potentially go 1-2, and there's going to be some good battles. Um, 450 class is always entertaining especially now because there's a lot of young talent, even in the 450s. Like, in years past, it was always, <coughs> excuse me, the younger kids always ran the 250 class. And, I mean, Adam's 22 now, I think, so he's still young. Um, Tomac's probably 26 or 27, if I had to guess, but... Um, the 450 class is wild right now because you have Eli Tomac, you're going to have Adam Cincerulo, um, you have Cooper Webb. I, I'm blanking on so many names right now. I'm watching YouTube every chance of shoulder. But, um, no, it's going to be interesting, and then I'll be interested to see if they bring who they end up moving up to... Um, the 250 class. If I had to guess, I'd say probably Seth Hamaker, who is a local kid to the district that I raced growing up um, with MDRA. I don't know if he ended up going pro yet or not. I know he was dabbling in the A class and like the amateur nationals and stuff, and he's raced Monster Cup in like the amateur all stars and stuff the past few years. And the other thing, let me find my phone. Um, Monster Cup in October, which they always run in Las Vegas. They're doing something new this year. That is always a three-moto format, generally. They're running a different track layout for all three motos, which everybody is raving about on social media right now. Personally, I think it's a huge safety concern because you get limited time to go out and practice. It's, it's a, uh, I'll be interested to see how they do it, but it's basically supercross. They try and combine supercross and motocross. For those of you that don't know the difference, motocross is the outdoors, like generally rougher tracks. And then supercross is what you see on TV in the winter where it's, generally baseball stadiums and football stadiums the track's a little bit more maintained the jumps are steeper and it's a more technical style of riding they try and combine the two because they run outside of the stadium and then loop back into the stadium it's always really cool but with that you only have limited time to practice the track 
and then you're going to go and switch it up between all three races, I feel like that's going to throw off a lot of people's timing and rhythm and everything. Like, And with it being a more technical track, I feel like that's a huge safety concern, but that's maybe I'm just a bitch and I've gone soft in my aging body. But, um... Oh, and I brought up MDRA, which was the Mason-Dixon Riders Association. It's District 6 and District 7 motocross. So interesting that they use that as a moniker for that. <laughs> they, well, it's Delaware, Maryland. It's no, like I a, get it, but just the fact that they use the Mason-Dixon line as a, uh, whatever. It's, it's just yeah, interesting it's, to me. Yeah. I don't know. It's Southern PA and <laughs> Maryland and everybody else. Um what was like? Oh, MDRA sends more. At least they did in 2011, 12-ish. They sent more. That two-district section sent more riders to Loretta Lynn's every year than any other district in the nation. Which I thought was kind of impressive. But um, I'm sure I have more, but I'm going to let somebody else talk, and then we'll uh, come up with some... Oh, Tell us about the test mule that you saw in Pittsburgh. Because oh. I also saw it, but I didn't know what I was looking at. So it's your that. turn to talk. Yeah, so the uh, the GM nerded me. I was heading from my house down to downtown Pittsburgh. And in between there, <coughs> I have to go through a bit of an interesting area, to say the least. Um, and so I'm cruising down through there, Brick Street, um, a little bit of a sketchier area. And I'm stopping at the stop stoplight. And ahead of me, um, coming the opposite direction, is this giant camouflaged SUV. Um, and I was like, okay, what in the hell is that? Um, because I did see before, and it's got to be somebody from GM, because there was a camouflaged CT6 before they released it here. There was a camouflaged Buick Regal before um, they did the refreshes on the front and rear, and it had the back half all um, camoed up. There was a, I, don't, I can't remember if it was, I have a video of it, but it was either a Suburban or a Yukon XL that was all camoed up. And then I see this thing. So I'm thinking, okay, it's got to be GM based. And sure enough, it goes past me and I can tell the silhouette is uh, an Escalade. So now I'm looking at it and I'm going, okay, why is this Escalade in camo? goes past me brakes look huge and then when i look at the back it had quad tailpipes which immediately looked like the ctsv pipes so it's got to be the new escalate v if they're doing it because that is sick and i hope they just take if they put the i don't think they put the twin turbo north star in it but if they put the lt4 in it and make it a 600 rip. yeah and then um john hennessy is going to throw a fit because that's his whole market is, hey, we take superchargers off other GM products and just put it on here and charge you a boatload of fucking money <laughs> no, for no, it. No, 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 let's, no. Let's rephrase that. We take someone else's supercharger off of someone else's GM product, would you stick like, it on yours, not call you back for five months, and then charge you a boatload of money for it. Would you yeah. like to twin turbo your CTSV so we can have that supercharger? <laughs> But yeah, no, it was pretty cool. And I'm, if that's actually what it is, like I was looking, we were all trying to figure it out in our little group message that we got running. Um, but it just looks cool. I'm so excited that Chevy's doing that because I, I'll tell like based on just weird performance SUVs, I've seen three or four Edge STs, 
three in blue, one in white. There was actually a guy in the neighborhood that's got a white one. Then there, I saw three blue ones, and then I saw an Explorer ST. I haven't seen one of those yet. Who was I with? Was I with you or RJ when I saw the Edge ST? I think I was with you. I know. I know. Performance SUVs are really, really popular right now. Like the Rolls Royce, whatever the fuck it, that thing's called. The, the Colonna? Colonna. Best selling Rolls Royce. Bentayga, best-selling Bentley. Well, and the Urus. The Urus was half of Lamborghini's sales last Performance year. Performance SUVs are like, that's the rage. Everybody loves them. Well, so. I remember in college, we were talking about, I took a marketing class because I always thought that was kind of interesting. And so our professor, he was from some Spanish-speaking country. I can't quite remember where it was. But he was talking about the Porches Cajun. Um which he meant Porsche Cayenne, but he just ran with Porsche's Cajun for the whole class. So I don't know how many actually people call it Cajuns now. Um, but he said how he talked about how diversifying that and including an SUV in something that could be usable for everybody saved Porsche. Like they and were they, going. They developed the Cayenne with no platform. No. They were just they, like, they, we need to make an like, SUV. We need to build instead. something. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. Which I thought, I thought that was really. I didn't know that. You know who taught me that? Who? Ben. Blair's buddy Ben. Really? Yeah. Ben is huge into Porsches. Yeah. I mean, I, I love didn't Porsches, know that. but no, I had I'm... no idea when I was listening to it. I was so <clears throat> hell-bent on hearing this dude say Porsches Cajun that I was just like flabbergasted by everything else. And then, but I mean, yeah, it just makes sense. I mean, you want, you know, and especially from a band or a brand diversity standpoint, I always look at Apple as the star case of that, right? You have the iPhone. Right. The iPhone is the... The iPhone that's in my left hand and the MacBook that we are recording this on. Right. Now, here's the thing. You look at people who have um, an iPhone, and very rarely is it just an iPhone, and then they have, you know, uh, an Alienware computer over here, and then they have this over there, and this over there. Once it is, you get into the Apple ecosystem, right? You buy the iPhone. Like, wow, the iPhone's actually pretty cool. And then you make a little bit more money and you're like well if i have the iphone i might as well get the mac and then you get the mac and then you're all of a sudden you're like oh i should probably get apple tv well that's and then i should get an iwatch that's how it started with me because i've had the phone since like 2012 yep and then wanted when i started getting more into youtube and video editing and stuff i was always editing on my hp laptop and then i got the macbook pro and just the fact that like I can leave my phone at the other end of my house charging and try and be productive, mm -hmm. but my texts still come through to my laptop. Yeah. Like, that's the coolest thing to me. Like, I, I don't yeah. have to have my phone, and it makes me more productive because I can still answer texts and stuff as they come through, but I don't have Instagram. I don't have... I can get on Twitter and Facebook yeah. and all that, but I don't sit there and just scroll through it and then close out of it. And I think it it's helped me in the long run because... Yeah, with productivity. Yeah, it's... For sure. I love it. I mean, we're... And then, now, I mean, this is what I wanted out of tonight's podcast, is just bullshit yeah. and tie everything together. So cool. Well, and I think with that too, like, okay, <clears throat> now you have an ecosystem of, okay, I am a Porsche owner. The thing about Porsche owners, and I like the reason I like to make that into an Apple comparison is because you have a product that is fairly simple, fairly reliable, right? Very rarely do people have major issues with anything. There are incremental upgrades in between generations, right? So the Porsche 911 now is not all that wildly different than last one, but they realized where they fell short, 
they make the safe incremental steps of the next right. one and then they move on through there and once you get somebody hooked into the ecosystem right once you understand how to use ios or you understand where all the buttons are on a porsche and what to expect from quality and uh, provenance that goes with it now you transfer that into cayenne once you know that the key is on into, the left <laughs> right right once you get the keys on the left everything else is fine but like to me like that product of i think that's what finally other groups are catching on to is you know vag group was like yo okay people own rolls royces and yeah we love to have the rolls royce basis but now if we do an suv somebody can take their kids somewhere they can go to the countryside they can go to wherever they can go skiing up in aspen or it's everyday yeah, usability. I, I hate to right. tell you this VAG group has nothing to do with Rolls Royce. But well, I'm sorry, where I was taking that was then moving into Audi, then moving into okay. Lamborghini. Okay. I'm sorry, uh, I totally... no, sorry, I was like, where is he going with this? But, so I was okay. wondering, I was thinking the same thing. I was like, <laughs> um, but yeah, no, that's what I meant. Is okay the, now, like the BMW owner, right? People who own one Rolls Royce will buy the other Rolls Royce. Right. People who own one Lamborghini will own the SUV Lamborghini. Now, is it anything different from a Porsche Cayenne, a Cayenne or an Audi Q8? Not Here's really. the other thing too. All right, you have enough money to buy one Lamborghini, okay? Mm-hmm. Or you have enough money to buy one Rolls Royce. But your wife's like, absolutely not. You're not buying. You're not buying a Venador. You're not buying. You can't have this. Like, why, you're not allowed to buy this. Like, all right. Well, what if I buy one that's an SUV? Yeah, I, I can, can justify take, it. So yeah. she, so she can smash it with a shopping cart and curve all four wheels. It's turns. Uh, <laughs> so look, we, honey, we can. T- the kids can still go to soccer practice. We can take them to their tutoring, whatever. Blah. And she's like, well. It's compromise because you know it's relationships. It's compromise. So you compromise and you buy the Urus. And then now you have a 600 fucking horsepower SUV. Don't, don't take relationship advice from me and Chance because it's not going to end up well. <laughs> but I should say that looking... What the fuck is that supposed to mean? <laughs> uh, not yet. We're the single ones. They're out here living life. <laughs> Living life. I this is this is as wild as my thirsty Thursday is getting. I had a seltzer water LaCroix thing and we're recording a podcast. Man, you live life on the edge. But I'll be in going, bed by nine. Going back to the Eris. Just oh before, before we move it's real quick that uh Rolls is owned by Beamer, just so everybody knows. Yeah. Moving on. Which is why I messed up and said the AG group. Yeah. But I am if still. If would have said Bentley, we would have been Aren't they something. making a new X eight? Isn't that a thing? I forgot about the Mentega. Um, X8. They literally just came out with the X7. I have Or whatever, X7. About, yeah, yeah, whatever the, that the was. The X7 is No, huge. I'm thinking the X8 because of the 850 and the right. M8 thing. That's my No, brain. you still have the X6. No, but the X7, isn't that a new, isn't that a thing? Yeah, it's well, a thing. Well, no, 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 but what I'm saying is the, there's the, it, in model line of slope back, straight back, slope back, straight back, it's X3 is flat, X4 is sloped, X5 is straight, X6 is sloped, and then the X7 has the vertical back again. X7's humongous. The X7 is a good-looking vehicle. And is I'm it young. actually, wait, is it, is it, is the X7 just a rolls Cullen then? Yeah. Okay. Which is why they made it, because they what already do you think the platform the, for it. What do you think the base of an X7 is? $69,000. Oh, I was close because I'm going off for, of base for an extra 40i. You can buy an M50i starting at $99,600. Yeah. Um, I really want, I still want an X5D in the worst way. I I think the new X5, so there was a, the 5, 
um, the X55 leader, the V8 one that they had that had all the bells and whistles in it at the Pittsburgh Vintage Grand Prix, and it made me feel a type of way. Like, I just think there's nothing better than, because I knew somebody who had, the family started out with an A6, and they bought a TDI Touareg. And I got a ride in the TDI Touareg, and it was the full executive package, and I loved it. I was like, this makes great sense. It's 30 miles to the gallon, full big SUV. You could tow with it. And then they bought a Q7 TDI to go along with it. And I was like, this is awesome. This is amazing. It's so cool. And the X5, I've always liked the styling, the interior quality, the fact that it just looks right, and the fact that they actually sound like diesel trucks. You know what's just, just <laughs> continuing is interesting? Traditionally, or not, well, it's not traditionally the right word, but apparently, as I've just been researching the X7, uh, typically BMW's SUVs outsell their sedan counterparts. So you'll, they'll sell more X3s than they sell 3 Series. They'll sell more X5s than they will 5 Series. I feel like that's pretty consistent I, across I the board. See, I see more fives or X5s than I see 5 Series. Yeah. And I, I probably see more X3s. Q3, from Audi, Q3, yeah. Q5. SUV. I see more... SUVs than and I see. To quote sedans. the great Donald Glover, this is America. We yeah. love our fucking SUVs. Well, that's. Well, yeah. I think that that's just. I mean, you, you see Ford moving that direction with getting rid of their sedans. Yeah, and I mean, that's like. the whole fucking lineup. I'm, I'm honestly expecting more car manufacturers to do that. Well, actually, a lot of them already. I knew they probably do it. Like, well, not even. I'm thinking, like, because, like, Nissan's really struggling right now. And I'm thinking, like, what does Nissan sell in a car market? Well, Ultima, Maxima. Oh, you mean like actual like consumer car, car. vehicles? Like yeah. in a sedan, you see Ultima, Maxima. Do they still make a Sentra? Yeah. Sentra yep. Versa. GTR. Leaf. All right, fair enough. But their best seller is obviously the Rogue. Uh, you jump across to Toyota, another big Japanese manufacturer. You have the Corolla. You have the Camry. The Avalon. RAV4. Is RAV4. The big, well, in terms of cars, Avalon, no, Camry, like Corolla. Corolla. Yeah, but, but car-wise, they make in the Yaris. Yaris? Yaris. Yaris. They Ford make Ford. a four-door Yaris. Uh, do they still make the four-door Yaris? I don't know. I think they'll have a Prius. And the Prius. All right, so five. And the cars. Prius is the best-selling economy car ever. Well, I know, I, I, which I don't, it's, but I'm saying, but not true. But Toyota, do you think? Not true. That's Toyota what Matt might, Farah said, and I believe Matt Farah. I'm hustling on the phone, but I just watched Matt the, Farah slings vegetable foods to begin doing his video games videos. Oh, Matt Farah is right there. Vita, listen, Vita. Gunther Arts oh. 400R. That's a Ooh. bad bitch. That is a bad bitch. That's a pretty good car. Um, but moreover, I, I'd be interested, in, I'm going to assume that most, almost every brand in America sells more sedans or, or SUVs than they do car or crossover. Do you know what the best selling vehicle but in America is? The F-150. No, I don't think it's true. I think it's F one fifty. F one fifty is the most sold vehicle in the world, and then I think it's followed by the Civic. Well, okay, tr- classically, like across, like, like mo- currently best selling vehicle, I believe is the F one fifty. Still, uh, I don't think I don't think it's the Civic, um, but I think it's. I still think it's still the Beetle. It's still one of the best most sold vehicles of all time. Um, but anyway. Oh, no, you're going. right, you're right. I can't wait till Blair's back next week so I can let him talk about how he fixed your 240. Oh, my God. We'll, no, actually, that's a good point. We'll, so we, we, we had a Drift event last weekend, but we'll, we'll get to that after this SUV. To no, we're, we're going to do that. We're going to wait until next week when Blair is here. I can't talk about drifting now? You can talk about drifting, but you're not going to talk about how Blair fixed your I'll car. T- I don't give a fuck. I'll tell him. It's not a big deal. We'll get to there. Wait, 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 wait. So Ford sold 900,000 f-series last 
And that's why, people, when you buy your F-150 and you want to trade it in a year and a half later and you took a 50% depreciation hit and you don't understand why you still have so much money on it, it's because their fucking resale value is terrible. Because they're a dime a dozen. And it's literally, Ford was 900000 and Chevy was 585000 and Ram was... Five hundred and thirty-six. <clears throat> I believe Ram actually passed GM this year. That was for twenty eighteen. Yes. Yeah. No. And, in a twenty, as current twenty nineteen truck sales go, I believe Ram has passed up GM, partly because the new Silverado is fucking hideous. Um, Although I do have to say, the new Ram is the shit. Quality wise, no bueno. But in terms well, of overall and, and, initial and, and, quality, initial, initial quality, which I, which I think is the funniest uh, award that they like the top, the JD Power of initial quality. It's awesome when you first give it out of the box. But like, so let's look. At, my neighbor is a great example. He is a 2018 Ram Rebel. There's 38,000 miles on that truck. The door locks just don't fucking work anymore. They don't work. When you lock the truck, the alarm arms, but the door locks don't happen. So if you walk up and open the door, the alarm goes off, you can get in the truck. And then he asked me uh, just two days ago, three days ago, how I, what, what my schedule was for availability to help him drop his gas tank to fix his fuel level sensor in the gas tank because it's broken. That's not covered. Under warranty. warranty. Nope, because because bumper to bumper ran out at 36000 You know what? It's CA product. It's, yeah, and it's Fiat Chrysler. So they, why, don't, why don't you tell him you have availability to drive him to the Chevy dealership to yeah. pick up a truck? Yeah, I re, yeah, exactly. Initial quality is funny. I would still never buy a Daimler Chrysler Daimler, Jesus, Fiat Chrysler product. I guess maybe under lease, maybe. I'd, I'd drive an Alpha under lease. Exactly. Well, okay, but you, no, would, but you wouldn't drive it. You would be in the shop. I know, <laughs> I know, because... Are, are you going we, to that fair direction? Yeah, we, we talked uh, about that. Yeah, I would quick, quick. I recap. would drive the base model, Julia, but I'm not getting a quad even under a lease because I'm not paying six hundred dollars a to month drive a base model. to drive a base model. <laughs> well, well six hundred dollars a month. Uh, no, no way a lease is that it's cheap. Four seventy five. You can get a quad for four seventy five a month. No, no, no. It's four seventy five for the base model. Oh, what's it's a, like six or seven. That's, for a that's where right, I was what, at. What? I'm not paying six hundred dollars a month to drive a four hundred and seventy five dollar a month car. Because it's my be quad broken. is in the shop. But $675 a, a month for a quad is not a bad deal if it didn't break. If but it didn't break. I, I know people who've There's gotten... always an asterisk. I've known people who've gotten M3s for 7 and change a month. Yeah. So um, I would that, much that rather the, pay 700 a month for a... That, well, and that's also the target... Uh, that is the target audience, I guess. Well, they, they got under is the, M3, M4. Yeah. They should undercut them if they're going to try to get into that. But you have to sell a car that works. All the time. For example, we saw the one that burned down in a parking lot with no one near it for no reason. It wasn't even a quad. It was just a normal boy. Yeah, it's an old Q4 or whatever the hell it is. It just literally, by itself, no one near car burst into flames, burned to the ground. For no reason. Hashtag just Italian car things. Yeah. Yo, there's a page called Lease Hacker? That's good. Um, Let's finish up this SUV discussion. We're going to move on. So... In the where the hell were we? SUV realm, I would imagine that most manufacturers some more SUVs than anything else, except maybe my art. I would think possibly Toyota. I think Toyota may still sell more cars than SUVs. Are we talking worldwide or are we talking here um, in America? I, I would get. I guess you. I was going to say worldwide, but probably U.S. market because that's my direct comparison to the other brands. Like no, I mean, but I mean, like, I mean worldwide, SUV, they probably sell more. But, of but their America is such cars. a consumer of SUVs. Compared to every other culture, we love them. We love SUVs. We we, we just uh, we eat them up. That's why that's why the fucking these awesome SUVs sell so much. Uh, awesome is not the right word. 
Um, but Toyota, given the popularity of the Prius and the Corolla and the Camry, there, I think there's definitely a good chance that it's probably might be close. The Rav Four is also you see a lot of them. Uh, I love the Forerunner. You know love the, Forerunners. Do you know what the best-selling vehicle ever is? The Volkswagen Beetle. It's a Toyota Corolla. In, in all since in 1966 to present, in 2016 they had sold 44 million. And Corolla, four, 43,900,000 of them are still on the road. <laughs> Facts. Volkswagen Beetle was 21 million. They sold 17 million Lottas. Yeah, but look, look at those numbers. Look at those numbers. Toyota outsold Volkswagen Beetle. Yeah, two. twofold. Yeah. Actually, the 44 F- million to 21 million. The F 150 also outsold the Beetle. Or, uh, yeah. What's the best-selling vehicle in the United States? F-Series? Yeah, F-Series. 2014 BMW 435i with rear-end damage. Could you imagine that the Volvo 200 Series was the best-selling vehicle in Sweden? (laughs) Could you imagine anything else? I wonder why. Turbo brick. All right, so uh, let's move on here. It's a drift event that happened on Sunday, um, which was a lot of fun. Uh, Up at Pit Race, look, the last few Cub Loose. Blair, who's not Club present. Club Loose 2. Club Loose 2. Well, Club Loose, yeah. Club Loose is... We, we, we Club went through Loose this. Is the Club Loose is the uh, hierarchy from uh, English Town. Or not hi- it's not a hierarchy. Uh, Club Loose is a drift... Uh, parent spinoff. Yeah, it was started in, in English Town in Jersey. And then Club Loose 2 is like the, our like subdivision of Club Loose over here on western Pennsylvania, eastern Ohio. Um, yeah, I took my 240 out there. Ran into this, keep running this issue where, uh, you know, you're in full load, like wide open throttle in the corner and the car would just shut off. Only to discover my intake pipe was collapsing under boost uh, into my turbo inlet. And Blair had the brilliant idea to wrap it in zip ties to stop it from collapsing, and it worked. And, and I did, but, but what did you tell him it wasn't going to do? Work. I think it was going to fucking work. I was like, there's no way it's going to work. And it worked, miraculously. Um, so, drifted the whole day. Uh, car drove like a fucking champ. Besides my turbo slowly turning itself inside out, but that's okay. Well, at full boost, it doesn't burn oil. Well, it, everywhere else it burns oil. Yeah, it smokes like a motherfucker. It's either the turbo's blown, or, pretty, or, or, or the valve seals are, are toast my goats. I think it's uh, the turbo, but, you know, whatever. Uh, but other than that, uh, car drove like a champ all day. Drifted really well, which was awesome. Got a lot of seat time in. Um... Yeah, and then Blair's girlfriend, Brittany. Oh, uh, fuck. I did it yep. again. Everybody does I it. I did it again. Uh, Brittany, Brittany, who happens who is, to be yeah, Blair's is, girlfriend. Blair's girlfriend. Uh, her car drove really well, too, which was good. Um, also a lot of seat time, which was nice to see. Uh, anybody that listens to this, if you are from western Pennsylvania, eastern Ohio area, the Club Loose 2 events, if you don't come out, come out and hang out. Spectator bands, I think, are 5 bucks. If you have a helmet, even if like a dirt bike helmet or whatever, some old helmet, you can just walk up to a car, ask to ride. Um, if Which you I did. Yep. And I had a great time. I'm going to give you a quick... I, I can't remember the motor. Is it a regular BMW motor in Sean's car? Sean Azen's? Yeah. Sean, yeah, Sean Azen has an M52, a turbo... M50, M52, which is inline six, but it's turbocharged. And it is fender dumped. So literally, if you're sitting in the passenger seat... Right down in front of the mirror is a giant exhaust pipe. And so I've seen this car run since I've started coming to drift events in Pittsburgh, which has probably been for about five or six years. And it just so happens that it is my 
bosses, girlfriends, sisters, husband. If you can follow that, congratulations. Um, and so he, uh, <laughs> I've seen him drift and he tandems all the time. And I've only been on a ride in a couple of tandem cars. And so he was in line and I was like, hey, can I get a ride? He's like, yeah, sure. So I hop in. And that was the first car I've ever been in that has like power. So I've been in cars that make like car that high threes, maybe. Boogies. His car makes like 500, probably like close to 500 wheel. Yeah. And he's got sticky tires on it. And I never understood what a, like a drift driver meant by like having a car gripped up. And we're sitting in there and we're sliding sideways and he dumps the clutch, gets this car to spool and it put me back in my seat. And I was super confused because I was like, I, I don't understand how a car sliding sideways can then move forward and how drift drivers want sticky tires to make it happen. But it was, it was so sick. Dude, his car, it, it hauls ass. It, which is, and it's funny, too, because that car used to be our friend's car. Uh, Griff, who, he's a Miata. He's, I don't think he's a, yeah, he's never on the podcast before. Yeah, he was. He was on the Drift the one. Yeah, right, right. He wasn't even on the Drift, on the drift podcast. Um, Griff used to own this car. He bought his daily driver, and he, it had, like, a weird misfire, and the brakes vibrated. He's like, ah, oh, fuck this car. It's a 328 IS, 336. It's white. It's beautiful, beautiful car. He sold it for, like, two grand after he bought it for, like, 32. Sean bought it, put coil packs in it, changed the front rotors, and then drove the car, started drifting it. Got really good at it, put a giant fucking turbo on it. On the same motor? Same motor. Uh, he put flares on it, put some big fucking tires on it, and now the car is a, and crate, put an angle kit on it. Like, the car the car drifts really good. It's, and Sean's a fucking good driver. Towards the end of the day, and the lineup's getting small, because everybody runs out of tires, everybody shit breaks, everybody's tired, and whatever. He was doing, he was almost hot lapping with another guy there who has a, uh, I think it's a supercharged BRZ. Is it supercharged? I thought it was NA. Not even, no, it used to, it's not. Oh, uh, okay. It used to be NA for a long time. You gotta think also, if it was <clears throat> NA rolling with this turbo E36, there's yeah. no, he wouldn't have Well, been I saw NA. him in English Town and he was getting after it, but it didn't, I didn't hear anything. I know it's not turbo. I'm pretty sure it's tuned up because I'm pretty sure he blew the motor up and he decided to put a big, some, there's force induction. Got it. Anyway. And all they were doing towards the end of the day was just, they were putting it in the fucking door, man. It was Which just BRZ? Silver oh, with, that, the, with the cutout the, front fenders. Yeah. Is it on XD9s? No. Uh, he has on the wheels he has. There was an LS86 there, too. Yes. The um, red one. Yeah, he was having a lot of problems. I think he left before you showed up. God damn it. He, At he, least I saw the Beretta, though. Yeah. yeah so that's, I guess you brought that up. There was a Beretta dropped body dropped on a i don't know what generation camaro frame and so it was rear wheel drive v8 beretta it, when, yeah it's kind of frankenstein's together when i it, it's pretty sick when i pulled up to the track in the morning I'm, I'm, I'm like rolling through the gate with my truck and i look over and I, i'm like mid-sentence talking to the person in my truck and i stop i'm like holy fuck that's a drift beretta what the fuck and she looked at me and she's like what she had no fucking idea. I great. loved how they had the fenders cut out. Oh like, yeah, it's great. Like it was gonna get over fenders. No, no, or he hit, no. There are over fenders. Oh, there for are. It. Yeah, he's putting over fenders on. <clears throat> I'll have to go back to the next event. It's I. I was baffled to see it. It was it was crazy. I've never seen a drift Beretta in my entire life, and it was fucking sweet. And uh, and you already said it was on a Camaro, right? Yeah. Yes, I don't know what generation Camaro. Uh, it was I'd a, say probably uh, late nineties. It's an F body. Yeah, it's it's the F first body. gen F body because it had the LT one in it, not the LS one. Nick um, Paracilla was, uh, he had mentioned that, uh, apparently, I, was, I didn't pay attention to this part, 
all of the modification and styling of the car is also spent, set to be period correct, which is very I don't which is oh, very interesting. I love yeah. how Dirk showed up with the C6. Dirk, what's his last name? Stratton. Dirk Stratton. Dirk Stratton is a professional Formula Drift driver. Just for anybody that doesn't know him, and like got out and yeah, hang loose with some boys. He's got a red C6, C6 vet that's pro charged or that it's. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. It's uh, pro- well, that's the belt they shredded. I'm willing to believe it's Pro Charger. Supercharged? I want to say it's Magnuson Supercharger. It's, I, he, I'm pretty sure it's Magnuson. Okay. He's sponsored. Because I know him and, okay. him well, and Jeff Gennady run the same thing. Well, he uh, showed up, and I think he made two hot passes, shredded a Supercharger. They stuck the car back in the trailer and just kind of hung so out. So what's interesting, um, that... Uh, that so that drift event was the third, right? Yeah. On the twenty second of July, that car did not have an entire rear axle, and the front end, and the front axle, and the front wheels were blown, and the front suspension was blown out of it because he destroyed it drifting at uh, what the fuck event was that for FD? Oh, he he fucked the car up good, and you and you saw it show up on Sunday, couldn't even tell. Or I like, pretty impressive. But also when you're an FD driver, from the drift, if you ever decide like. If you're some kid listening to this and you're like, I want to be a professional drifter, I'm like, dude, I hope your parents are fucking loaded or you have some really good credit because it costs so much money to do like that. It's slang bricks. It's uh, Chris Forsberg, who's another FD driver, is an excellent saying. He's like, if you, uh, if you want to make a million dollars drifting, you better start with two because it's yep. it, it's too much money. Same Any, any racing, it's, it's, it's a classic. If you want to, you want to make a small fortune be, racing, wanna, start with a big one. Yeah, you want to be a... Millionaire, start as a billionaire. Mm-hmm. It's always better to spend somebody else's money. You guys yeah. have me looking at Chevy Berettas now. Oh my god! Uh, don't buy a Beretta. Like, I want a Beretta so no, bad. No, no, no. Okay. You want you're canceled. You um, want a Camaro, Be- Camaro Beretta. Somebody's asking fifty five hundred dollars for a Beretta Z twenty six. Don't you want that weirdo yellow indie pace car? Yes, man? I want the pace car oh my. so bad. If anybody listening is look up when you get the opportunity a. Chevy Beretta Z twenty six Z twenty six Indy pace car and it is a fucking abomination and R J loves it. Oh, it's sexual in nature. That is the they most. Got the, they have yellow and then they have a teal color. I'm gonna be too. honest with you right now. That might be the dumbest shit I've ever you know heard what? you say. No, Did you look a, it up, a Chevy Beretta. No, I don't need to. I've seen it. But a Chevy Beretta is, and I quote. Sexual in nature. <laughs> yeah, when I repeat it back to you, you realize how dumb but you, it sounds. But you added unnecessary pauses. If you didn't add the pauses, but he needed the pause for dramatic effect because you just referred to you a Beretta as sexual. Mind. Is that what you think? Is never mind. I can't say that. <laughs> Shannon is the nicest Chevy Beretta I've ever seen. Oh my god! All right, we gotta move on. We <laughs> get that printed on a T-shirt. Well, I can do that for you. Um. <laughs> We booked our place for H2O. We d- Oh, we did buy uh, H2O. No, no, so no, 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 no. Catch us on we... 31st Street. How about that? We essentially screwed around in yeah. circles about what we were going to do for about six hours. And then Celeste came in in about six minutes and said, hey, I called. Here's what's available. We can get two rooms. We can split them. Put this amount of people in it. It's cheaper than a whole one. Here's when it's booked. You have till 3 p.m. And it was like 1.30 you have till 3 p.m. to confirm. Everybody confirmed. She was like, all right, booked. We got two places in the same club. So every year... I'm I have, age- are, they're not side by side, are they? No. no they're everybody, everybody else there is going to hate us all oh, weekend uh, long. So 
Yeah, you're right. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna go. Look, a lot of times there's not any, there's nobody there. Because it's, it's it's off season at this point. So, all right, yeah. so um, if you listen to this and you don't know what H2O is, um, you're a really fucking up. H2O is this big, unsanctioned, essentially car event, Ocean City, Maryland. That ta- it used to be a Volkswagen show that happened just outside of Ocean City, but everybody goes stay in, in Ocean City, Maryland for the weekend. Go to the show on Sunday, which actually was held in Delaware. Um, whatever. And then it just kept evolving to where more and more people come and it's known as Outcasts. Um, and I started going, basically Outcast being even non-Volkswagen product. And it got so bad and so many people would show up and there was so much, for lack of any other descriptor, lawlessness. Just debauchery. Yeah, it actually was canceled. Two years ago, three years ago, there was no H2O I event. They ended up moving it last year to Atlantic City. Uh, however, that didn't stop everybody from going to Ocean City anyway. I've been going to Ocean City for H2O for four years now, five years now, and it's been amazing. I, I literally have so much fun down there. Uh, I can't do burnouts, which everybody else does down there. Uh, I don't drive intoxicated because that's dumb. Uh, it is really easy to get tickets. There's a lot of police... Um, but it's it's I, I can't it's hard to describe anybody that being there. It's Project X with cars is how Blair described it. It's to it's it's like like this island of Ocean City is taken over by just ridiculous cars, and it's 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 a nut. It's like stepping into another world for for a weekend. Like it's you can't go like when you're in traffic, like you think you're driving your whatever you drive. Like I, I'm in the Evo in Pittsburgh. And I'm surrounded by normie cars. It's the complete opposite in Ocean City for H2O. You, you're in your car and you're with, I don't know, a hundred other cars that are low and loud and and you know make a hundred thousand horsepower and whatever. And then the normal cars are the weird ones. Like when you see a car that's not modified, you're like, what are you doing here? It's weird. What is this? What's going on? AKA RJ when he takes a stock Civic with tin film. It's okay. I took the stock 435 last year and Shit. I'm rolling with RJ in the Civic this year. It's, uh, but at any rate, uh, so we we always stay at 41st Street, um, which actually we should do a podcast while we are there. I plan on it. I plan on doing a couple of them. Guys. Let's quit dropping your, uh, you're on Bring a Trailer. You found a. Are you, did you find this fucking Beretta? Are you I act- found a. <laughs> V6 Trans Am Champion Restored 1990 Beretta. RJ, I can't say no. How many? I, no. I, oh my God. I can't say no enough. No. Oh. I'm going to send you this. Put this on your story. No. <laughs> <laughs> Put this on your story. This will be. Oh, yeah. Cold Pizza Podcast is on Instagram now, too. So at uh, Cold Pizza Podcast. We'll try to add a whole bunch of shit from the story. Oh, man. It sold for. $475,000. Are you absolutely so shitting me? Bro, it's a pro freaking race car. It's got, like, it's Doesn't a Doesn't mean it's cage. desirable. You know what? You guys are just, you know, don't kink shame me. Okay. Anyway, H2O. Uh, giant car event. Uh, we'll be there. If you're down there, hit message Bailey. Cold yeah. Pizza Podcast. At Cold Pizza. Pizza Podcast or at Horsepower Pizza. Yeah, if you want to meet up, hang out, we'll... Actually, tell you what, and I, I will, I will pay for this, Bailey. So I have to. If you message Bailey and you, if just from listening to this podcast down in Ocean City, and you want a sticker, you will get a sticker. If I'll they, make that happen. I like it. We can do that. We, we, you will get a cold pizza podcast sticker if you can. If you message and find us, they're for you. Um, 
I will also have the uh, H2O International Ocean City That's right. stickers. They look like the Grand the Theft Auto the Miami. Vice City. Yeah, yeah, Vice City. I, I ordered more of those this week. So they'll... I. Of course, I ordered them, and they showed up while they showed up at my house while we were in Ocean yeah, City. Yeah, we last talked year. about this that last year. Screwed me. Them. Can we do? If you hear this podcast, the only way that you can get a sticker is if, like, you ask us how we like our pizza, and we answer cold. That's the only way you can get a sticker. We can do that. Um, no, all right, no. So, all right. seriously, it's though, super come, stupid, and I like it. And come by and hang out because uh, we like to sit there and yell at cars and. Drink in the parking lot because you can't with, drink on the sidewalk. But you can drink on private property. Yes, and, and the, we, the parking lot is indeed private property. And when we go down there, we like to hang out with Poon. Poon. Oh, Poon. Poon. I was hoping you were going to pause a little bit more on that to make that super uh, contextual. No, we, we, love, <laughs> we love Poon. So this, this Poon, Poon name is, is our, Poon for yeah, anybody no, wondering. His, yeah, his last name is like Putowski or Potowski or something. Well, in high school or college, they started, all of his friends started calling him Poon, and that stuck. Well, Poon is a very large man, and he is a very funny man, and he is into Dotsons. And Poon stayed at the building in front of ours last year, and I don't know how we made friends with him, but we did. I'm and, pretty sure Well, he... oh, he's from Lewisburg. He's from, like... Yeah, he's not too far from No, there. he's not that far from Works us. So. If, you, if you are out in Lewisburg and you are near a Ford dealership, just go ask for Poon somewhere, whatever Ford oh, dealer. Does he work at the Ford dealer? I know exactly where he works. Yeah, he works at the Ford dealer. Oh my god! I didn't know this. I didn't. Well, I went to bed that one night. I fell uh, asleep yeah. on the couch, and my back is still fucked up from it. That here we are, eleven months later, and I still can't walk straight. That's the night that I shotgunned a beer off a broken lip that I found in the. Oh, that the that, that, that Audi ripped its lip off in the middle of the intersection. <laughs> RJ runs out the intersection, grabs the lip, and brings it like, oh, it's like, fuck, you drink a beer off this. Like, fuck, let's do it. Shotguns the, well, more or less beer bongs it with the lip. Right? It just, oh, the whole thing, that was amazing. I was amazed I didn't get it. Yeah, we, we will have um, cold pizza stickers, and we will have Red Bull. So, and we're gonna have a lot of fucking booze, yes. cold pizza and debauchery. No, uh, yeah, we will definitely the the horsepower and pizza and race cars and fuckery will be in full swing from the time we get there Thursday to the time we leave on Sunday. Can I get a T-shirt that says "cold pizza and debauchery"? I mean, sure. I have T-shirts that I ordered from you sitting in the office. Like you ordered T-shirts. And I don't remember what they were from because you said I'll get back to you. So now they're just sitting in my on my desk. Oh, without stuff on them? Yes. Oh, I want one of those to be cool. I think they were supposed to be large. I can't. Bro, you didn't even you weren't with us last weekend to see. I have spring twenty twenty samples before I have the fall twenty nineteen um, artwork. Okay. Oh, they're hard. I I had one on the horsepower and pizza story the other night, but I had part of it cropped. Here, I'll show you a picture of it right now. It's one of those... Uh, Low-key fire. Yeah, well, like, I, I'm i going to post it, and it's going to be a do-what-you-want-with-this-information. Okay. okay. Something, something a little different, a little change-up. I wore it... Okay, well, here's... I'm going to sound gross now. We went out Friday night, and I wore it out Friday night. Chance saw it, didn't say anything about it. I only wore it for like three hours. So when I woke up Saturday morning to come to chances, I was like, screw it, throwing the same shirt on because it was hot out and it's a light colored shirt. So I threw it on again and we're like halfway through the day and Chance looks at me, he starts laughing. He's like, I didn't realize that was a horsepower pizza shirt. 
so low-key. Dude, it's super low-key. I want to do it with black text, though. So I ordered... You just do white shirt, black text? No, the same color shirt oh, like, with black text. Yeah, yeah, Should be here tomorrow. I dig it. So we'll see. Cool. Um, yeah, I don't know. We're just kind of rambling at this point, so... No, but I think that, obviously, H2O is, is dope. I'm... If you listen to this and you have some, like, a cool car, you want me, you know, I'm always down to shoot when I'm down there because I try to schedule things and then everything falls through because you're trying to pack a whole bunch of planning into, like, two days. So if you have something that is low, on air, unique, doesn't even need to be. be. If you want professional photos of your car and you have cash or Venmo, hit up at RJK Photographs. I can do it. And our boy, our boy RJ will hook you I will shoot TF shit. up. We should be there, the, our, our group as a whole anyway, Thursday to Sunday, typically. Uh, Thursday night, I think, is, is, is a... Oh, I know you're going to get there later. I'm going. We're, no, no, we're, gonna we're going early. earlier. So oh. We're camping Wednesday night, oh. as far as I know. On the yeah. beach. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, is that, is that our plan? Yeah. Are I'm we going at 41st Street? Like, right? No, 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 uh, no. At, uh, the, Assateague. Uh, yeah, Ass and Titties. We're gonna part. Ass and Titties. <laughs> We're gonna Ass camp. and Titties Island. <laughs> Ass and Titties Island. I'm the. Pro- I'm back to being the professional third wheel, so I'm gonna get to camp with mom and dad <laughs> Wednesday night. Well, we have the six person, and then you can take the single person and just grab yourself a little single. Bro, we we got so much cool shit going on the next couple months because you guys are going to Japan for two weeks. Yeah. Well, let's, well, let's just start from the beginning. All right. In three days, we we should shot this earlier. Three days is is Steel City Finest, which is probably the biggest car show in Pittsburgh, uh, at least that I know of. Except for the Caprice that happened a couple weekends ago. I don't even know about it. It's small in my business. Small potatoes, which happens next to Heinz Field, which is a really big car show. Uh, You know, I know people come from uh, basically all Trice area to come hang out for that. We'll be there. Um, If you want to come see some cool cars, Sunday from 1 p.m. until 6 p.m. So take a Sunday if you're in the Pittsburgh area. Swing down. It is in the gold lot. Essentially put in Tequila Cowboy. And, or Heinz Stadium. Or Heinz Stadium, and Heinz you Field. will see all of the cars. Look that are for modified there. cars. It, yeah. It'll be a packed lot of modified cars. So, I mean, we help run it every year. I mean, we've done running on it. I'm going to try to see if I can. I don't know if Alex listens to this, but I'm going to try to snag the mic off from this year and run the low car contest and the awards and stuff like I that. I tried to do that at uh, 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 the expo. He was not about it. Like, <laughs> like, give me the microphone. Like, like you just, just I'll talk. He's like, he's like, no, I'm doing it. Alex like, doesn't have time to listen to this right now. Alex is busy working on my designs <laughs> that you had me two weeks ago. <laughs> Ooh, it got colder. Yeah, yeah, a little, a bit, little shade. bit of shade. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, so we got Steel City Finest this coming Sunday. The weekend after that, RJ and I are going to the track with the bikes. Bet. Uh, we're going. We're going for knee downs and. Uh, well, you're going to continue knee down. I'm going to try to get my knee. Well, down. hey, we'll get your knee down. We'll be all right. We'll, we'll hook you up with uh, uh, with Ken, and we'll, you'll be down there. Just with the homie. So, uh, yeah, we'll be up the pit race. Uh, oh, and, and you know Ken from Barnes got bumped into a group. Right? Yep, yep, uh, yep. He told me. Yeah. So, uh, quick, quick little side note: it's novice group, intermediate group, advanced group. Chance and I are both a novice. No, I'm an, I'm an intermediate. Chance and I were both oh. a novice, and then Chance got bumped to intermediate group because he's just a better writer than I am. 
And then a guy that Chance was, that's the service manager down there at Barnes Bros, got bumped from intermediate to advanced group. So now everybody's different groups. I'm low man on the totem pole. That ain't going to be the case after this upcoming yep. week. You know, now, Ken told me, he's like, you, need get, I was, you have to get an A group so we can race again. I'm like, all right, I'm after it. Um, um, continuing now, the weekend after that, Moto America comes back to Pittsburgh, which I'm super stoked about. It was dope last year. Moto, like Moto, Moto, for those who don't know, Moto America is like... Uh, MotoGP um, for <laughs> no no it's like, it's more like world uh, world superbike but for America so it's pretty much street it's they it's only it's an American circuit for street bike racing, um, and it's like, cool they do it uh, it's awesome that they do it at pit race yeah, too yep and, and I mean for, it, now with pit, I personally really like that circuit after they added the south track to pit race it's, it's a oh, great it's track it's so good um so we'll uh, I'll be up there probably if not all weekend at least Saturday and Sunday. Um, for Moto America, then the weekend after that is Car Fest at uh, which is hosted by Summit um, Summit Racing out at the Summit factory. or some or no, it's actually at Pit Race. So Summit, uh, they, they they got Summit equipment. They guys sell all the parts for everything. Um, they are hosting this event called Car Fest at uh, Pit Race, which is a weekend long just every like homage to everything you can imagine. There's car racing, there's track racing, there's a lot, there's a car show there. It's it's uh, supposed to be really really fun. Is there no drag racing going on? I'm down. Uh, what weekend is that? Is that the second to last? Or is that Labor Day weekend? That is Labor Day weekend. Mm. Goddamn, I will not be here. Okay. Uh, the weekend after that, um, what do we got for the? So the first two events for that weekend, there's a Steel Town Shakedown, which eh, and the Pittsburgh All Wheel Drive meet. Eh, uh, just a couple their local car shows. We Pittsburgh. will not be at Pittsburgh All Wheel Drive meet. He screwed me out of money two years ago. That's what uh, I'm saying. But that. that Saturday will be the Hangar Party. I know RJ's not big on that. I'm planning to go. I've never gone. I want to go, but I don't want to pay the money to go. It's Fair enough. Um, I'm trying to buy another house, man. Looks like I write it off. There you go. Business expense. Boy, I can expect that shit. <laughs> Woo! We have business. Dude, I... He I, a business. I, I'm, <laughs> I bought my plane tickets to Oregon with horsepower and pizza money. I paid for my H2O condo with horsepower and pizza You're money. You listen to this fucking podcast like, I'm fucking spent, funded Bailey's free No, I literally... Stuff. I didn't pay for any of that shit with horsepower and pizza. I swear to God. Joking. I'm busting your balls. <laughs> Listen, support the homie so the homie can do good things. So, I keep going from that. The weekend after that's on a track day for our, I mean, I don't know if Arjun's going to do it. I am going to go uh, in September. The weekend following that, we're storming Area 51 because they can't stop us all. Bl- well, did you see, did you see that the FBI went to the kid's house to organize the group? Are you kidding me? The F, bro, his, quick little synopsis. I don't know how far back we got to go. Anyway, there's a Facebook group called we're storming area 51 they can't stop all of us it has 2 million people who are it's 3.5 million it's got 3.5 million people <laughs> interested in doing it and it is literally just we are going a whole bunch of people are going to show up at area 51 they can't stop all of us and storm it and they can't stop yeah that's a that's people. a uh, shoot on site location so uh have fun so, <laughs> here, so on, here are the, the details before you, this is this is the this is the synopsis of the page we, can, we will all meet up in rural Nevada and coordinate our parties. If we Naruto run, we can move faster than their bullets. Let's see them aliens. So, the kid... <laughs> I'm just trying who, to see some alien titties and clap your <laughs> cheeks. <laughs> so, so, this kid, this kid who organized the group gets a call from his mom. And his mom goes, hey, the FBI's here. You should come home. <laughs> and so he goes home. And there are literally FBI agents sitting in his living room. 
and they interrogated him and he he says something along the lines of yeah they just wanted to make sure i wasn't making pipe bombs in my basement <laughs> i was like all right and so he did the video interview with the local news channel with a Naruto headband. Oh my god. I was like, this is the most amazing thing in the world. This guy's but a legend. Can't miss that. You, uh, buy, you should have bought your plane tickets to uh, Nevada from wherever you are months ago, because they're going to be real then, expensive. Finally, the weekend after we go to Area 51, we go to them aliens. We go on H2O. So. And then, after H2O, you're going oh, to fuck, Japan. Yeah, and I'm also going to Japan. I and I while get to they're live. going to Japan, I get to take rj and shannon with me to experience the um the, beauty the, and grandeur the emptiness of the em <laughs> no the emptiness and depression that is Manheim, pennsylvania yeah can I, I got a question though how far are we away from trogues for like 25 minutes God we're, bless. we're going we're to trogues we're going to trogues i decided today that i want to go see the new campus of um thaddeus stevens cool and I'm going to ask Other you a question. Who's Thaddeus Stevens? Thaddeus Stevens was friends with Abraham Lincoln? Or, oh. I don't know. He was, he's, that's the school that I went to, the trade school that I went oh, to. He, cool. um, I was real confused as to that. No, he, it, the school's in Lancaster. I forget his whole story. We can, but essentially I'll it take was an you old with dude me who went to and did trade things. No, and he was school. like, he had like a club foot or like a handicap of some sort, and he didn't believe in like sitting around and feeling sorry for yourself. So like he helped start this. I don't know if he helped start the Radical school or if they just Republican named the school after faction him. of the Republican Party during the eighteen sixties. Yeah, well, he um, the school's named after him, and it's a trade school. Um, that shows how much history I know about the school and how much I paid attention during he freshman like, orientation. He looks like a pissed off motherfucker. Anyway, yeah, he did. Look him up, y'all. Um, so, at least about well, to our Japan trip, which we're still in the midst of. Um, we're going to do a whole podcast before you guys go where you guys, people that are going can... I, I don't even... I, I, I think we should... No, we should do a podcast and we'll do a blip on it because there's... I don't... I don't, like, I don't talk much that hasn't happened yet. Like, we're like... No, well, you can talk about your ideas and then you can have a full podcast we when are, you get so back to talk about Actually, this is, this is relevant to right now. This Saturday, we are uh, setting up our car rentals for, for Japan when we get to Tokyo. Um, and we are not renting K cars, and that's all I'm gonna leave it at. So okay. we, we got a couple hookups over there. We got we know a couple people that speak some good Japanese. Can we take a minute? We can. We can take a couple of minutes. It's Celeste bought an FD. She did buy an FD, a giant fucking turbo FD. And she doesn't want to drive it to H two O. What? What? Wait. She wanted somebody to come up and trailer it down. I, I mean, you missed that part in the group message. Listen, I listen. That was I was so busy at work. I, my phone was exploding. I couldn't even. I could not fucking look at. I I cannot convey to you what was going on at work. I couldn't fucking talk to you. Can't relate. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I was very stressed out, and I literally looked to pull my phone out, and the H two O group was like hundred billion messages, and I'm like, nope, not looking through no, that. I hope she brings it. Anyway, so the, I mean, although I can't blame her because. Well, she said premix for days or something like. Well, no, that's the like, thing. Rotaries, you gotta. You're <clears throat> supposed to premix oil into your gas to drive it, right? It's like a two-stroke. That's uh, why they rev so hot. Exactly. Well, there's no valves, and um, but the thing is, it's a giant turbo uh, 
to rotor, so 13B. Um, so 13B, like RX-7 rotor is already get shit gas mileage, right? Like 20 on a good day, and, you're, and that's you're driving a Renesis RX-8, which is a garbage fucking motor. On a fucking RFD with a giant turbo, you're getting like 12, 10, 9, maybe. <clears throat> that means you're mixing fucking oil into it, too. And, and you're she's stopping. driving from Long Island. And she's on from Long Island to fucking Ocean City. And that's a lot of miles. That's a lot of oil to mix in. That's, that's a, a lot, lot of shit of to go wrong. for it to break. Yeah. And uh, it's got beautiful car. Looks really well done. Um, but damn is I could totally see her aversion to it. Um, I could see why she'd be scared. And that's all. I mean, and I'm not. I, I will admit it right now. I'm trailering my Evo to Ocean City. Not because the Evo can't do the trip, but because it looks sick as fuck on the trailer behind the lowered well, truck. Well, so last year was the first time we'd ever trailered a car to Ocean City, and it wasn't because the Evo couldn't do it. It was because it was more so the insurance policy of having a trailer in, in Ocean City. Because if you have a ridiculous car, there's a good chance you're, the police are going to impound your shit. The only way to get your shit out of impound is to have you have to leave on a trailer. Um, so Bla- this was actually Blair's idea last year. He's like, can't because I just bought my truck in September. So can you take my boss's trailer down? You can trailer your car, but just bring it so we have this this insurance policy that if something fucking goes or somebody's shit goes wrong, because Blair's FRS is pretty dumb. If you if none of if nobody has seen it, FRS three thousand five on Instagram, Blair drives this car static that height everywhere, uh, and it's pretty absurd fitment. Um, it's actually worse now than it was last year too. So this year we're actually using all the wrong adjectives. What do you mean? It's also more ridiculous than it was last year. And it's not dumb. It's dumb static. Dumb static. Dummy thick. Whatever. Um. So anyway, this year uh, again, I'll be bringing my truck with a trailer, a different trailer, with my car in the back. Our another friend of ours is actually bringing an enclosed trailer. He's gonna have his 800 horsepower. Sean, he's gonna have his 850 horsepower Evo. Which you should be getting back here pretty soon from TPG. Speaking of TPG, they have the new Supra. They got it yesterday. So did PRL. TPG has theirs on the dyno today. But that's for next week's episode because Blair wants to be involved with that one. Because Supra's. Although I. Because I might be getting to drive one next week, but that's. Um, maybe at this point. We'll talk about that more next week. Can we hint about your other big project going on or are we going to keep that under wraps? I mean, he's been posting about it. You can say, I'm... I don't know if he has, like, the full intentions. Here's here's what we're going to say. Well, this is going to come out sometime this week, and if he tells me that I can't show up for the whole process and whatever, that's fine. There's a certain high-profile gentleman who flies all over the world from Japan to put wide-body cars on certain... or wide-body kits... I have no idea who that is. Certain German <laughs> cars. And he may or may not be taking a flight to a city that we live in this week. There's no airport where I live. You live next to Mr. Z's pub. That. Hey, Mr. Z is the OG. Is Mr. The, Z is the OG. Mr. Z we should record a podcast there. That would be dope. He'd probably be like, whatever. He wouldn't care. Um, <laughs> he would th- thank God we Bailey's description was super uh, vague and not obvious. Um, but yeah. That's if you a- guys have a secret that you want to keep, you like, said, really, did really you- good, don't tell me. I you want to hit What? Get the hell out of here. Uh, I said hint at, not tell them exactly the premise of what might be not happening. I didn't happening. say who's building it. I didn't say what. 
Yes, only the audio one. spiked so hard. Oh, no, I'm just oh, trying to see how long we've been oh. talking to these folks for. They're not listening anymore. Any. They, weren't, <laughs> they weren't listening to begin with. Let's be honest. Welcome back. Welcome um, to the horse. But anyway, the, the super podcast? stuff. It seems like uh, ETS actually picked up their super today, Extreme Turbo Systems, which um, I believe currently holds the record for the world's fastest GTR. Um, I know really a- 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 AMS just put a quarter mile time. Was it AMS you were talking about earlier? AMS, yeah. AMS just posted a quarter mile time for their their Supra, which ran do an 11. Do not do anything stupid with my phone. We don't do anything stupid. Oh, with Zach did. Mr. Horsepower and Pizza out here looking for broads. No. Um, not broads. AMS I mean, is, no, ran an 11. Here. Was it 11 3? With their with their Supra, was it stock just tuned? Uh, tuned on a race gas ethanol blend. But stock in stock parts. Just tuned. Just tuned ran eleven three at like four. And was it eleven three or eleven? Either way, it was low. Well, in the elevens, all right. And they think they can pull tens out of it. And this is with no aftermarket parts whatsoever, just fuel and tuning. So. The Supra platform's coming hey, hard. We'll, and we'll let Chance look at that so he can lose his train of Check thought too. Up. Oh, jeez. He almost liked it. <laughs> I'll hold the phone. I wasn't mean to. Uh, no, because I last mean. time, Zach double-tapped the photo because Zach is a flaming dickhead. <laughs> not, not... I'm not going to... He's just a fucking phone. Yeah, he's a... No, I'm going to hold it right here. I'll you. hold so your if hand. You guys, now if you guys are curious as to how much... Whose sister is that? Don't worry about it. <laughs> Either way, all I'm saying is, Toyota Supras are everywhere now. That's this PR- this guy's sister. <laughs> PRL got one, and uh, TPG got one, and AMS got one, and TJ Hunt got one. But he also might get a vet. I literally no, he ordered his vet. He posted the video today. I uh, it was clickbait probably, but I I, I got the, I didn't watch it either. <laughs> But, like, here's my thing. Like, I watched literally one of his videos. Like, I've never seen his videos. I'm a big Adam LZ guy just because I got hooked and I, like, watched three videos in a row. And then now here I am just wasting my life watching him live his. So that was much more depressing than it meant to come out as. But if only there was a person named Bailey who documented how he lived his life. I'm trying, man. I don't got money to buy all sorts of shit like that. We gotta have money. We can do dumb shit from Harbor Freight. They sell 75 horsepower. Let's do it. Bet. Bet. <laughs> Let's go swipe the card. Bet. Bro, I'm trying. Freight, to, okay, uh, listen. Harbor Freight has gotten so much of my money in the past two days. Y'all, y'all gotta buy these new sweatshirts and shit that's coming out because I'm either buying a motocross bike or a drift car this winter. <laughs> Bro, buy a drift car. We'll do. I got a GoPro. We, we can do vlogs. I got we GoPros too. Vlogs. I got all sorts of shit. No, dude. If, Chance is looking at me like he also wants to do moto. If, if I get a if I get a dirt, dirt bike, bike shit. Fuck let, you. let's all get motocross bikes. We can hang out at Breezewood. I know the owners. I'm gonna buy that DRZ 400 that they got sitting. That somebody wants like 2,200 bucks. For all right, me. we we gotta cut this. We're That's just rambling at this point. Or just my fucking moto buddy right. over here. He's anybody like, else? Yeah, you, okay. Chance. Does anybody have any closing thoughts? Yeah, did you ever think I about, I think like, I might have fixed the Evo, good. but not really. Did you put zip ties on the intake? No. no oh, well, no, that didn't no. fix it then. It's, um, it's still broken. It's still broken. At Cold Pizza Podcast on Instagram, at Horsepower Pizza on Instagram, www.horsepowerandpizza.com. The new Cold Pizza stickers are on there. At RJK Photographs, if you want to book a shoot 
for H2O in Ocean City at the end of September. Um, and SLJ for life. SLJ or for S life. SMJ. SM, no, SLJ. SLJ. At Lego CTF, if you're looking for an OTP HJ. No judgment. God bless Gotta all of the, the fuel pumps blonde on. younger sisters in the world. Oh, sweet fucking Christ. We'll yeah. catch y'all next week. Hopefully it's a video podcast. Hopefully I have a hot pepper to eat while I talk about the, uh, oh, you know what we're going to do? If I don't have a ghost pepper by next week, I'm going to do the Listerine breath strip contact lenses and then talk about What the about fuck is wrong with you? All right. All right. <laughs> all right. We'll over. see y'all next week. Bye.